show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely i'm ryan and i missed it i'm Brittany, and i didn't and we are on buffy season two episode three school hard which is probably the only thing i didn't like about this episode the title doesn't make any sense yeah i don't know where the title's from it's probably a 90s reference whatever mm-hmm uh, the IMDb summary is Buffy's mother and friends become trapped inside Sunnydale High School when a vampire named Spike launches an attack against the Slayer on Parent Teacher Night. What an episode. This is my favorite episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? So far. It's good. Including the Angel episode. What was the rating? The IMDb uh, rating? Uh, I'm giving this episode a 9. Uh, IMDb gives it an 8.9. Gotcha. I said 7.9. I was, like, teetering between a 7.9 and an 8. I like this episode, but my favorite episode of Buffy of all time is in this season. Gotcha. So you're just waiting for that? Yeah. You're just in the... Yes. And it's not... Yeah. And it's not, like, a specific goes-along-with-the-storyline episode. Like, it's literally just a standalone episode. And it's probably my favorite episode of the entire series. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that soon, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, it's a 23-episode season, so we'll yeah. see. 23? 22. 22. 22. 20, many. Yes. Many. All right, so, uh, I mean, that's my opinion. I, I really like this episode. I actually only took so many notes this time because I think this is the first time an entire episode is really just grabbed me and pulled me in and i've been like oh my god what's gonna happen next Mm -hmm. Uh, and i couldn't take my eyes away from the screen to write notes like i've had moments in other episodes where it's been like oh man i haven't taken a note in like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. um i took a lot of notes but i've seen this episode multiple times multiple times Mm -hmm. i guess we should start with uh spike yes i knew of spike he was the uh, bleach blonde Brit bloodsucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And that was pretty much all I knew. And then I he's around forever after this. Yes. I have knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. He is in the rest of Buffy. Um, I mean, he goes away for a bit and comes back multiple times in Buffy. And then he's on the final season of Angel. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Because he and Angel very clearly know each other. Yeah. Yes, we meet Spike and we meet Drusilla. Both of which are very key people in the Buffyverse. Gotcha. So it's a big episode all the way around. Yep. All right. Well, uh, how much did you remember? I remembered quite a bit. I remembered that opening scene between Buffy and Principal Snyder, but I forgot that it was the opening scene. When Principal Snyder is threatening expulsion? Yeah. Because that's a thing that happens. It, it You've done some bad things before, so now I'm going to threaten to expel you by telling your mother that you suck. If you don't plan parent-teacher night right. It's not like she had just 
burned down a school building today and was threatened with expulsion. And we learned today that, or in that episode, that she burned down multiple school buildings. Well, I thought she said (laughs) it was mice that smoked. She did, but Sheila asked her if she burned down a school building and said, not a school building. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was a good bit. So, you know, which I didn't remember that part. I remembered, I wrote it, like, way above before the big reveal because I remembered that it happened. (laughs) But when Sheila, the other girl who was threatened with expulsion, that she became a vampire. Mm -hmm. I remembered that part. Yeah. That was, honestly, that was the one part of the show that I was like, well, duh. Yeah. I guess, like, technically we hadn't seen Drusilla go vampire. Uh, If Spike tells you to feed and then offers you a person, I'm going to assume you're a vampire. Yeah. So then if you feed off of someone, theoretically, you can turn them into a vampire. Correct. I don't know the Buffy way of doing this yet. Yeah. The specifics and the intricacies of that. But I am aware of how vampires work. Yeah. So they will tell us soon. And I don't know exactly when. But it is, it's very specific. Like you have to do something very specifically. You can't just bite them and they turn into a vampire. Gotcha. And they didn't actually kill Sheila. No. Sheila got away. She ran away. Sheila got away. Yes. Because they can only kill nameless vampires. It's only episode three, after all. Except when Xander accidentally killed Jesse wrong. Yeah, but that was part two of a pilot, so that's different. Yes. I know there was at least one moment that you did not remember having at the very end because you went, oh gosh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, yes, I did not re- I remember that Spike killed the Anointed One, but I did not realize that he did it in his first episode. Yeah. Like, I thought that we had more time with Spike and Drew and the Anointed One because he's a child. I kind of... Gotcha. I, for some reason in my brain, I remembered them, like, adopting him, basically. And you know. that didn't happen. No, Spike he did. just... He was he like, here's dead. sunlight. He real dead, though. Yeah. But this is the first time that they actually established that the Anointed One was a vampire. Yeah, that was a confusing moment for me because I didn't know the Anointed One was a vampire. So we just tossed this kid in a cage and then just raised the cage up to a ceiling. I thought he had captured the kid and was like, I'm in charge now. And I was like, okay, this will be interesting. And then there was steam coming out of the cage which suggested that the Anointed One was dead. I assume now that's what happened. Yeah. I assume now that he was a vampire-ish thing, something, and the sunlight offed him. Yes. But they can't show it because it's a child. Um, yeah, in the 90s. In the 90s. They can't show this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very confused by the ending. It was real cool. It made me like uh, Spike even more because it was just real cool. I didn't know what happened, though. Yeah, he 
He's dead. Yeah. He, um, Spike wants to be in charge and Clearly. to show everybody that he's in charge. He brags about the fact that he killed two slayers yes. and kills the anointed one. Yes. Which we later in an episode, I don't remember when exactly it is, but there's a point in which very far down the line that Buffy almost dies like almost gets killed by just a simple everyday vampire so she goes to spike and spike describes how he killed both of the slayers and we get flashbacks of him doing it that's exciting it's so good that's wonderful it's so good Um, one was in like the (laughs) i want to say 70s or 80s and then one was much farther back gotcha um, I do remember the disappearing angel bit and the... the yeah, angel just disappears. <laughs> and Xander saying, we have to get him a collar with a little bell on it. <laughs> that was a good bit. That was a good line. Uh, obviously, there must be sewers or something that angel can come up through to get into the school. Well, Giles was talking about it. There's like an underground something. That's where how Xander got out. Yeah, but is that how Angel gets in? I would imagine. Before that, the, because Angel got in during the day. Yeah. Before Giles said there's a secret yeah. passage to Xander. I would imagine so. that's how that's how um, he gets around during the day. He talks about that. If he hasn't talked about it already, he talks about it later. Gotcha. Okay. Speaking of Angel, we had an Angel sighting. It did take us 18 and a half minutes, though. Yeah. Which is almost half the episode before he showed up. They talk about him a lot beforehand because mm-hmm. that's all Buffy wants to talk about. Especially this season. Especially this season. But yeah, Angel shows up uh, on cue because they were like, who is this vampire? His name is Spike. That's a strange name. Maybe he has another name. I know who he is. Is he Batman now? <laughs> I guess. Great. Keep, we're keeping that. <laughs> Perfect. You know, it's just Angel with a sore throat. Yeah. That's just, that's all Batman is. Can we watch David Boreanaz play Batman? Please. Hey, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Joss Whedon. When the uh, Batman rides come around, could uh, could you get David Boreanaz, please? We could even do, like, uh, old man Bruce Wayne at this point. David Boreanaz is getting up there. He doesn't look like it, but he is. He's letting the gray stay in his, be- in his beard. He could do it. Yeah. All right. I'm, I am on board with this. Mm-hmm. He also knows how to fight, so... That he does. And if he doesn't, at this point, he he's never going to learn. Yeah. He was an FBI agent for a decade, and he was a vampire for another decade. And now he's a Navy and SEAL. And now he's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> like, if he does not know how to fight. Yeah. Um, that bit between Angel and Spike, where Angel comes out and Spike calls him, well, he calls him Angelus. That's r- incorrect. He says Angelus. That is not ever what they call him ever again they call him angelus <laughs> they put the emphasis differently the way that he acts as like, the way that angel pretends to be angelus is actually how angelus, angelus is is and was mm-hmm. way tracks. more way more upbeat way more smiley and charming sure He's a vampire who's good at being a vampire. Yeah.
accents. Maybe it's because Anthony Stewart Head's accent is so spot on. And I guess for record, we should say, in case you don't know, um, obviously Anthony Stewart Head is British, but he's doing a different accent. Correct. As Giles. Uh, yes. And an- he, he's doing it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike, uh, played by... Played James by? Marsters. Ma- James Marsters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is an American. Correct. And I have to assume he gets better at this accent. He was fine in the accent and consistent in the accent, except for when they put the vampire prosthetics and everything on him, and then he got really nasally, Mm -hmm. and that accent didn't go through as well. And I'm sure they figured out later, um, but it just just caught my ear enough. Um, And then the other thing that caught my ear is Drusilla's accent wandered a little bit between it wandered between uh posh and cockney a little bit at times and then when she wandered more cockney you could hear spike or james marsters marsters um uh, you could hear you're, james, you're thinking you know, james marsden yeah it's james marsters yeah but it's also <laughs> not james masters correct okay it's super spike <laughs> spike uh his uh he would uh fall into whatever the actress playing Drusilla was doing. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that Drew's accent changing is purposeful. Okay, well, if it's purposeful, she's very good at it. Because she's supposed to be crazy. Okay. Um, that is actually a good segue to, uh, well, I guess it's not a side character, but new character, non-credited uh, cast at the beginning, we'll say maybe that's it. Um, but Drusilla is real, real good, and that actress was real, real good, and I didn't know I was going to watch uh, someone have their Ophelia audition in this episode. <laughs> but I did. And she was real, real good. I was really impressed by the number of um, continuous shots uh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because so much of Buffy is quick cuts. Quick right. Cut here, it quick has cut to there. Be. And reverse shots and reverse shots and for fighting and everything. But the second that James Marsters and who plays Priscilla? Juliet Landau or something like that? Uh, yeah, Juliet, yes, Juliet Landau. So says IMDb. Um, the first time the two of them walk into the warehouse or wherever they are, they have, it's a good minute and a half, maybe two minutes of the two of them. Yeah. Interacting and it's riveting, but it's also a continuous shot. And then they have another cutaway, and then they come back, and it's another almost a full minute of the two of them in a continuous shot, which is not what Buffy does. Right. Buffy relies really heavily on cutaways. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, Drew is a really great character. Um, Drusilla, the, when they go back in time and they actually explore Drusilla, I don't know if they do it in Buffy or they do it in Angel, but... Um, when they actually explored Drew a little bit more, her character was, or her, like, as an, a human, was from a really long time ago. I could not tell you when. I don't remember. After Angel became a vampire, she has mental health issues, and so she's deemed as crazy. But so, she is a vampire. It's important to say she is a yes. vampire. Um, so then now, as a vampire, it did not, I think it's important and super cool that Joss Whedon did it this way that her becoming a vampire does not cure 
those mental health issues. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Because it allows for vampirism or even the way that it's done in Buffy is to literally that becoming a demon does not cure you of your mental health issues. It doesn't change your brain physiology Mm-mm. or your brain chemistry, which is very, very interesting, which means, which also means like it does not make you more of a killer. Mm-mm. It does not make you a worse person. No, it takes away your humanity. That's the point, but it doesn't. And because they said that before in the angel episode that yeah, it takes away your humanity. But the way they're playing that makes it sound like it's more like it takes by humanity they maybe mean morality. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's how they're showing us what mm-hmm. humanity is. Yeah. They explore it all of the backstory about Spike and Drew and Angel and Darla is super interesting. We don't get a whole lot of Darla backstory. We get a little bit in Angel and a little bit when they go back in time for for Angel and Buffy. Mm-hmm. But all of the backstory for the vampires, those key four, are is so interesting. See, this is the content that I want from Buffy. Like, it's called Buffy, and I don't care about Buffy. I, yeah. Buffy's whatever. She can do whatever she mm-hmm. has to do. All this other stuff... Like Angel and Spike and Drusilla, these are the ones that I care about. Yes. And uh, I was rooting for Spike at the end. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, can we can we just kill Buffy now and make it Spike and make it uh, Spike the Slayer Slayer?" Yeah, that's what I want because that would have been that would have made it three. Yeah, the trifecta. You know, if you will. I completely forgot about how Spike got his name. And if I remembered it at all, forgot. Like, I don't know if I ever caught it, them talking about how he got his name. But Giles said he got his name um, because he would torture people with railroad spikes. Right. Yes. Yeah. His car- His name is William, and they well, called him William, William the, the Bloody. Bloody. Yeah. But then he got his name Spike because he tortured people with railroad spikes. I mean, I guess if it works. Yeah. You know. He uh, killed two slayers, so. It, it worked. Yeah. Okay. What are these costumes? Is my entire note here. There is a shot at the beginning of the episode. There's a whole scene, actually, where Buffy and Xander and Willow are walking around the school, and Buffy's breaking dress code. Xander's wearing a boat shirt. I don't know. Like, go watch the episode. Go look this up. If you're not watching along with this, at least go look at this image. Xander's wearing some sort of button down boat shirt that's not buttoned, but like strangely not buttoned it doesn't work and willow's almost like a precursor to dark willow at this point she's got like her hair's darker and she's got jet black overalls and it's just a weird ensemble and the three of them do not coordinate at all (laughs) and i'm assuming this is a really 90s thing yeah these must be 90s i would imagine like straight out of 1997 
but it was bad enough that I saw it and paused it and just needed a second because it was a lot. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, uh, do you have a, I mean, you kind of talked about Spike and Drusilla and everybody that you like. Did you have a side character that you wanted to shout out or no? Yes, 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 yes. Um, she, I mean, she's a side character, but she's reoccurring. Um, Joyce, Buffy's mom. Mm-hmm. I love Buffy's mom. Her hair is big. Yes. Her hair is quite large. (laughs) Yes, I love her. You could hide stakes in it. But they would be going the wrong way. (laughs) They would be going the wrong way, that is correct. But no, I love Joyce. She's such a great character. And everyone always talks about that scene in Harry Potter, both the book and the movie, where Molly Weasley... Hit someone on the back of the head and says, get the hell away from my daughter. Mm -hmm. Joyce literally did that before. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have, uh, this is not the uh, Harry Potter opinion fan cast, but I have opinions. Joyce is a deeply developed character, actually, Mm -hmm. for the amount of screen time that she's had. Yeah, she's great. And she becomes a more, she never becomes a series regular. I don't think they ever have her in the opening credits, but she's there through... Well, she doesn't need to be, because Buffy's relationship with her mother is not the point of the story. No, but she's there through season five. Okay. I think she's great. Uh, Oh, um, so I knew I was going to like Spike... Because he did, in fact, get the best possible entrance. With the car running over the sign. Yeah, I wrote down... the cigarette and the lighter and the... And it was really well framed. It was great, but I was like, oh boy, this is going to be good. And he was as a vampire. Yes. And then he changed back later when he wanted to. Yes. Um, Which that... Which was interesting. That shot of him... Turning into the camera as a vampire. That to cost turn, to turn to Drew. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. But that him. One shot. Drew walked in and he turned into the camera as a vampire and turned human mm-hmm. when she walked in. Yeah. Because Drew doesn't turn into a vampire. She does not have her vamp face. And when she does, it means stuff is about to get real. Because she's terrifying. Good. Good. Yes. One thing that I did have about Spike and something that I'm not sure that they could do today. But he's literally like all creeping in the bronze. Like very close to Buffy. Creeping all up on her. Not like, but like he's maybe six feet away from her. And it's super creepy. Yes, but we are also talking about a bar for high schoolers that is also still not for high schoolers. Correct. Like but it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like there's high schoolers sitting at the table studying French. Yeah. And then the rest of the bar is college students. Mm-hmm. And the mu- musicians are God only knows how old. Right. right. But like, you like, it doesn't make any sense. But you look at him walk into the room and he's following a high school girl and you can very te- much tell he is not a high school student. Yes. 
So it was super creepy. But also, it was very Joe from you. Ah. I got those vibes. Well, there you go. I mean, they're doing that today. Yeah. So maybe Penn Badgley just watched Buffy and was like, I'm going to follow what that guy just did. See, okay. So I have other, we have other things to talk about. But one thing I do think we should talk about is what would a Buffy reboot look like? Like, or maybe, because it would, that's what it would be called. It'd be called a reboot, I think. Um, so kind of like what they just did with, they just did it to Charmed. Um, they've done it with other shows. I know you don't like it, but, um, obviously I have to recast everyone and that's fine. But if you do it now, I would want it to be like a Netflix series or a Hulu series or something like that. And then let Buffy just be 18 and then just let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see 15 year old Buffy anymore. I'm good. I'm good. We're yeah. dealing with adult things here. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I want to see what money and special effects and uh, not worrying about a PG rating yeah. can get. See, I, I see that. Just for that. the gore and the blood. Yeah. There should be so much more gore and blood in this, and there's not. Yeah, I see. See, I see that, and the if they do it, the they the girl that plays Betty on Riverdale should play Buffy. Oh, that'd be interesting. She'd be real good. That'd be interesting. I almost think they would have to get a nobody. Like they yeah. would want it to be like introducing so and so as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lily Reinhardt is her name. Okay, but because you know Buffy's supposed to be this, you know, this giant figure of of female empowerment and everything it's like you almost want to get like get somebody that hasn't done anything for that and then surround that actress with people who have done some things maybe like anthony stewart head would play giles again (laughs) (laughs) but you could you could get some people who've done some other thing your xander and willow characters maybe they are slightly less known or something and let those three characters the actors and actresses in those characters be less known, but then, you know, the parents, Giles, Miss Calendar, the principal, the teachers, the vampires, Angel, like all of the Spike, all of these characters, all of the surrounding characters in the world, let them be more famous. Let them be the known faces. Especially I'm... then when you then turn them into vampires. Yeah. And you see you don't see their faces as much. Yeah. I mean that's what they did on Riverdale. Like, the core group are all not very Mm well-known, except Cole Sprouse. But, you know, you know him when he was a baby. Yeah, he doesn't (laughs) look like that anymore. Right. And there's only one of him. Yes. I mean, yes. (laughs) Everything else he's He's done. He's not a twin. Everything else he's done, there's been two of him. Yeah. Except friends. There were still two of them, just only one at a time. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's what they do on Riverdale. Like, Luke Perry plays... Um, the dad, well, played the dad, shouldn't say plays. <laughs> um. This is not a Riverdale fan-, fan cast either. No. But then Mark Consuelos plays one of the dads, like, you have a bunch of, like, the main cast is people who weren't well known and. And, I, and they were able to put stars around mm-hmm. them. I think that's a good formula, especially when you're trying to create iconic characters. Yeah, especially, I mean, Archie Comics is kind of a. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs>
So anyway, Buffy. I was going to say, I wrote down, Buffy was talking to her mom and she said, what can you really tell from a test score? <laughs> I wrote down nothing. Yeah, as soon as it happened and that, that moment was not a throwaway moment, I was like, oh, Brittany's going to have thoughts about this. Also, you can tell nothing. <laughs> which is funny though, because that like that's a conversation and dialogue that you could almost like verbatim right now. Yeah, so absolutely. Things change, but things don't change. Absolutely. Uh, so my favorite line, I have two. Uh, they're both Willow deadpans, which I get. I I'm picking up on the theme here. Allison Hannigan deadpanning to the camera is very good. Yeah. Um, my first is, why is it called a mace? When was that? Uh, she was trying to change the subject, and there was a giant pointy mace on the library table. Oh, I don't okay. even remember what else she was talking about, but she got that willow look of, oh, I should stop talking. I'm going to change the subject abruptly. And she changed it too. Why is it called uh, a mace? Oh, okay. Uh, and then later she said at the parent-teacher conferences, uh, she did say, Cordelia, have some lemonade. Because notably... Notably the worst lemonade. Buffy forgot to put sugar in the lemonade. Notable bad lemonade. Yes. My favorite lines were when Xander was talking to Angel um, about using him as bait. Using Xander as bait. Using Xander. You don't use Angel as bait. <laughs> using Xander as bait. And... <laughs> Xander says, but what What if he would have bit me? And Angel said, well, then I guess he would have bought it. <laughs> I'm going to guess that that is not the last time Xander's used his bait. Probably not. I don't remember. That's it was funny. Mm -hmm. Just like Xander's dancing and then going to grab the steak out of Buffy's purse and oh, grabbing that was his a good tampon. Bit. Oh, that was a good bit. Okay, I so, forgot both okay. of those things. There were not that many items in that purse, you could tell. Yeah. Like, I think he pulled out the three items that were in that purse. Mm -hmm. The props master kind of slacked off that day a little yeah. bit. Or maybe uh, Xander was just really struggling with, with that prop and they removed some things. Anyway, how is the first thing you, if you just reach in and grab and you're looking for a wooden sharp stake... How is that not just the first thing you grab and pull out? Like, if know. you're going for it, how do you come out with a tampon and a tube of lipstick? Right? Those are not the same things. No. I don't know. I thought it was funny. It was very funny. It was very funny. It was funny enough that I almost wondered if it was a bit, like, it was like an accident that he pulled the wrong things out and they just kept that take. Yeah. Or he did it wrong the first time, and then Joss shouted, do it again! Yeah. Nicholas Brennan's very funny. He is very, very, very Chandler. Yes, he is. And I think only part of it is the hair. He is, but he is throughout the whole thing. I also, I put <laughs> a note that when parent-teacher conferences is over... Principal Snyder doesn't ask anyone to leave. He just starts he turning just the lights off. He turned the lights off and <laughs> bravo. Well done. I was like, that's kind of... Okay. Yes. Oh, that is a power move. That is, I am done. You all must leave now. Uh, and I gotta say, I've done that before. 
But it's not like there were a bunch of people. I feel like when you have to do it, there's a lot of people that you're like, okay, I need you all to leave. I'm going to turn the lights off so that you can go. It's like, hey, this concert ended 45 minutes ago and there's 70 of you standing here talking. Please go outside. Yeah, there weren't that many people. There was a mom sitting at a table talking and he just went over and turned the lights off. And the mom was like, oh, okay, and just got up and left. Well, no, but it kept going because he turned the lights off and then they had a second shot and he turned off a second and then I think a third switch and then they went to a third shot and he went for a fourth switch and then the vampires busted through the window. Yeah. But that was not a, oh, we're going to turn the lights off and they're going to bust through. Like it was a shot by shot by shot by shot. It was a planned thing. Which I always have to brace myself during that. Like, I always remember that they come through the window, but it always scares me. Like, it makes me jump. I think that was the point. So, I think they've uh, succeeded. I didn't jump this time because I braced myself. I also completely forgot about Principal Snyder talking to the cops. That was probably actually the most important thing that happened in this episode. Because Mm -hmm. it's proof that... uh, Things, things outside of the Scooby Gang. Ugh. Uh, people know things are happening. People are aware things are happening. And they said, are we going to use the normal excuse? Whatever. Because there were also FBI agents in season one at one point, right? Yeah. So like, those are the things that I'm going, oh, this is really good. This is really important. The wider world is affected by this and is beginning to understand. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I did have two more things. The first thing is shout out to Anthony Stewart Head um, for continuing to be the best actor on this show. The moments where he like stops and tries and you can tell are incredible because he had the line where he's uh, he's about to rush out to help Buffy and then Buffy falls down through the ceiling and they're talking and uh, he says something like, I'm not going to let you die and she says you're going to get my mother out of this right he says something like uh bloody well right i will but he said it with just so much emotion and fervor that he almost caught himself by surprise but it was giles doing it but it was it's just really good moment and then there were clear acting beats around it so like acting students listening to this like just watch those 20 seconds of Anthony Stewart had acting, and that's what we should be striving for. Have, really good. Have we established, because I don't remember, has Buffy's mom met Giles yet? Didn't she meet him in the hospital once? That's right. Okay, yes. When I Darla think, bit her. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Okay. Yes, I because they made jokes remember. about uh, what a nice librarian you are to come check on my daughter. Right. I could not remember. And okay, so I have uh, I've said a lot of uh, negative things about the fighting in Buffy so far. Uh, most of it, I believe, to be warranted. This one, finally, the fights are good. Most of them. There's a couple of times where it's like this is supposed to be a background fight, but it was a little more prominent. They they wanted it to be, and you could tell it was a little bit phoned in. Um, but most of the fighting in this was really good. The things that stuck out to me that weren't great were the moments where it was like, okay, we need to see the axe hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Or we need to see, you know, this, the, the, the staff hit the head or the, or the stake end up embedded. Like the, the very 
clear, precise moments like that, those were the ones that seemed a little bit off because you had to have it happen and then hold it for the camera shot almost. Mm -hmm. And that was a little off-putting because the rest of the fights flowed really well and seemed really legitimate. Yeah, the only thing that I noticed about the fights this time was you could 100% tell when it was the actor versus the stunt double. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you could tell. but I, Especially Spike's stunt double. Yes, because Spike's stunt double's hair is not as blonde. Correct. Um, because it was tell. a wig. Yeah, you <laughs> can tell. I think that at some point between season one and season two, they said, we have stunt doubles, we should use them, it would be so much cooler. Mm-hmm. We could do so much more. And they figured out how to shoot it in a good way most of the time. Uh, and the stunt doubles are putting in work, and it's good. The only thing that, like from a technical uh, fight choreography standpoint, the only thing that really stuck out to me is that there were several times when there were fist fights, and the fist fights felt more like sword fights because they would hit arms. Like somebody would punch, and then there would be a block, but they would be like both actors would be at like at full extension and they'd be like four or five feet away from each other uh-huh. and they would hit and they'd be at position one or position two or position three and they would hit and it, they were just kind of making their way through the motions and it felt like it was supposed to be a sword fight because they were hitting sword fighting positions and that's how they were kind of holding themselves but that's a minor detail like yeah. most of them were really good yeah i didn't really pay attention to how the fighting was. I just noticed the stunt doubles. Alright. Ryan predicts poorly. Uh, I did get the last one right. Principal Snyder was back, and he was the first shot of this episode. I now predict that the next three episodes will suck. What are the next three episodes? I have no idea. The next three episodes will suck. I'm calling it now, because uh, that's kind of how Buffy goes. They have an incredible episode, and they do so much, and then they're like, and here's these other ideas that we didn't have. I know the next episode isn't super great. Well, let's see. What are the next... Three. The next one is the Inca Mummy episode. Episode, season two, episode four is Inca Mummy Girl. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds great. Season two, episode five is Reptile Boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not great so far. And then we have Halloween. Halloween is really good. Okay, well, we'll see. Look at the rating. It's like a nine. It's like a nine. All right, I may have gotten that one wrong. Inga Mummy Girl and Reptile Boy are not super great, but Halloween is really good. Well, that's about it for this episode. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. And uh, if you want to drop us a rating and review on Apple iTunes Podcast, whatever it's called now. Or, Apple Podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast. It's not Apple iTunes Podcast anymore. Or Stitcher or Overcast or Spotify. I don't know if you could review on Spotify. Hey, if you want to show us some love, that'd be great. So, without anything else, this has been Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 3, School Hard. We met Spike and Drusilla. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, there's no more teal paint in the art room. 
Sheila. She's a vampire now. I don't think she comes back, though. Of course not. Come on, Joss. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.